Enter the Elf Tree. Hi there, everyone. It's Ian and Joe. Hello. And we just wanted to jump in here before the show actually gets started. And, uh, I mean, we address it throughout the show, but we're going to, like, address, address. Uh, the uh, coronavirus situation has kind of taken off uh, all of a sudden in the last three or four days. Um, and, and even in the last week since we recorded the show last, uh, we, I mean, every day, if not every hour, something major is changing as far as different things are being shut down and everybody is being incredibly strongly encouraged to, to self quarantine and isolate themselves. And social distancing has become the new, like, you know, put on a t-shirt phrase almost. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I chatted with Joe and we, I, I wanted us to just come here and, and, and say that we are, we are here um, to hopefully bring comfort in a, in a time of weirdness, darkness, um, and, unknown. Yeah. And just encourage people to, you know, band together, do what's necessary as far as trying to keep, you know, you and the people around you safe, healthy. Um, and, and honestly, if, if we all do that and we all try and, and just get through this together, we will get through it together. I think, no. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're all just on this roller coaster right now trying to discover at the same time what this is and how it's going to change our world that we live in. It is kind of funny. I watched for the first time, watched, you know, some sort of mainstream media coverage on it last night just to see what the other side of it was all saying. And it it is bizarre to be reported at on an event that is not just happening in America. It is literally happening it's the same thing affecting every nation in the world, apparently. And so it's like, okay, so, you know, maybe we should all, like, band together. We are the world style. Kick this thing's ass and and deal with what consequences are going on. I just, you know, I think that uh, that people keeping positive spirits is an important thing. Yeah, I agree. And that's, that's, you know, I want to I wanna put that nug in everybody's brain before we get... You know, we get somewhat heavy in this this particular yeah, episode, as as we have in in plenty yeah. of previous shows. But you know, at a point where even I struggle on a daily, even hourly basis to keep my cool, even in like home stuff that's completely unrelated to COVID nineteen, like it's all the energy is really even affecting me. And I I feel like if we can put if we can put positivity out there, and you guys can come and just just chill with us on an episode of High Dare then, you know, we're, we're contributing our part. To yeah. Society. And the one thing that I've noticed that's been really cool in this process has been, you know, seeing the polarity between watching the news versus watching how people are responding on social media. And to me, social media has been such a place of positivity because everyone's using this time to do and say things that are positive. So I'm seeing a lot of quotes from, you know, different, you know, spiritual gui- guides and People that have their yeah. meditators or meditating uh, practices, like posting quotes and things like that, and even just music and um, well, me- there's a lot of messages. clever, clever memes that have been yeah. coming out. Like people have been trying to utilize comedy to to lighten spirits and and you know again get through all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and you know we may sound really ignorant uh, in this particular show because we don't really know a whole lot. Um, it's all unfolding. You know, in the next couple of weeks, we're obviously going to know more as more data comes out. And and chances are next episode is going to, you know, involve this kind of a this kind of a topic again, maybe not in in its entirety. But, you know, we'll probably have a 
a COVID update. I mean, yeah, the the reality is is we're the only thing we can do is discuss what's going on in our lives on this show. Right. So it's it's the response that we have is definitely as real as we can be with it because you know to me i'm the type of guy that's always got the stink eye a little bit with with things that are going on in the world sure. not because i i don't believe what's going on but more so that i just know that there are so many different angles to a story that i'm always wanting you know i with the best of hopes that lots of people are paying attention to this not just on a linear storyline level where what information we're given is absolute fact but also going well what are the positive or the possible implications of, of this kinds of this kind of thing? Because, you know, it'll be important to see how it all kind of what happens when the dust settles. And it, it, you know. it is it is. I, I wonder if we're in the end game at this at the point. And, and I don't even mean end game. I just mean uh, we're see, we're in. Me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I wonder if we're in the situation, you know, past the you know, talking about what could potentially happen. I mean, at this point, you know, stuff is the machine is running the the shutdown yeah. machine, the quarantine, the isolation, uh, the the economic effects of what is happening right now are probably going to I mean, going to continue on like a freight train at, at this point. You know, I, yeah. I don't necessarily see that uh, that we can just undo very easily what's what's what is is happening again on a on an almost daily basis i mean a lot yeah. of people are end up you know losing their jobs and or getting their hours cut back to zero which is in some instances is even worse um yeah but you know again i mean the the, the devastating financial things aside i do think this is a good time for renewal and seeing like what is going to happen in this world because i feel like that's one thing i've seen is people are like man we're finally slowing down a bit and taking a step back and people are starting to pay attention to even like uh, my roommate Lily sent me a video of the Venice of Venice because she wants to move there in about a year, mm -hmm. and the canals in Venice were crystal blue, and there were dolphins swimming around in there. Yeah, and that's the first time they've seen that in like forty years. So <laughs> been able to just, see underneath that dirty ass water, yeah, all the murky water. Yeah, but it, it is one of those things where you know, the the moment we do slow down, there are all these positive things that are sprouting from this, and I feel like that's going to be the really interesting thing to see, and hopefully that's the biggest. Uh, wildfire that spreads versus the panic and versus anything else that's negative, you know? Yeah, I I think that uh, I think that the two things that need to come out of this are are everybody's uh, closer and more loving to each other at the very end. And, and, you know, when we emerge and move forward, we do so from a standpoint of love. And I also think that um, some of the anger that's bubbling up right now from some of the things that are being exposed um, that could have been done differently. I hope that actual action gets taken against some of the yeah. things that are, are you know, coming up as people's individual faults uh, with some of this, yeah. some of this stuff, the unpreparedness and and all that kind of stuff. But again, in the next couple of weeks, we'll probably have a lot more information. We'll be able to. To, you know, uh, analyze a little bit of this more. Um, and, yeah. you know, that, I guess I guess that'll be April's show. We're doing this on 3-20. So yes. it's uh, March 20th. Yeah, we recorded the show and, uh, uh, just over a week ago. I think it was on the the, uh, the 8th. Yeah. And to for today, it's I guess they've got, you know, globally there's been 11,000 um, people that have passed away from this. Um, and we'll just see. We'll, we'll Hopefully we can... All by staying home and doing our part, well, you know, we can curb 
curve or flatten the curve is what they're talking about. But let's just, yeah, uh, yeah let's all take care of each other and, and see if we can kick this. And, and, and into the you know, when we get it, if and when each of each of us gets this COVID-19, like, you know, let's take care of each other. And and again, everybody get. No, we're going to be all right. And if we're not, well, no more high dares for anybody. <laughs> no but thanks for listening and being with us you guys and and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling with it and uh forgive us for our trespasses hit it Hi there, world. Hi there, everybody. I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And we are, for the first time ever, ever, ever on Hi Dare, not in the same place. I know. We are live on the scene. <laughs> live on, on our, different scenes. On our own scenes. <laughs> <laughs> We're starring in different things. We're in our own studios right now. It's true. It's true. This is the, the I guess, the first inaugural, like, remote show. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it. And we're not even in a car dealership, you know, offering uh, raffles. <laughs> right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Free uh, Tuesday to Whataburger. Yeah, right. Or Whataburger, not Whataburger. I always thought it was Whataburger, though. Yeah. When I was a kid, until I actually went there. I don't know. My parents never took me there. Maybe because it just takes so long. I mean, I love you, Whataburger. You make it all fresh and that's wonderful. But damn. It does take a long time. I mean, it's it's like going to a Bob's Burger, you know, like a, a place that you actually sit down and order. And even if it's a diner, it still takes, you know, 10, 15 minutes sometimes to, to yeah. get your food. Like, that's what it feels like. And you're at Whataburger and you're like, I thought this was fast food. Yeah. No, no. Fast food's changing. It's slowing, slowing down. Let's just say fast food is slowing down. Slow eats. <laughs> Slow eats. No, but it, it, I guess it is like the In-N-Out Burger of Texas. Even though now Texas has an out burger. True, but. true. Um, so they were always the one that was like the gourmet burger. So you you kind of sit back and let it take a little more time. The, the fresh, yeah, right. Yeah. Like McDonald's, you already expect them to have it in the microwave before you even drive up. <laughs> You're like, I'll take one of those right there. I can see it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yes. The Did you ever... You're a, uh, familiar with Taco Bueno, yeah? Yeah. Taco Bueno. I mean... Uh, I used to go there all the time. Yeah, I mean, that to me is is one of those comparisons. It's, you know, Taco Bueno versus Taco Bell. You're either a Bueno or a Bell. Bueno all the way, for sure. Yeah, for me, definitely Bueno. Uh, Jen, yeah. Jen, when we went to Texas the first time, we had Taco Bueno, and she's like, ooh, not done hold a candle to Taco Bell. Interesting. She I also, wonder if they've gone down the tubes with their quality. I don't know. It just is different, and, you know, they... I mean, Del Taco is here. There's a there's a couple other taco places. So maybe there's just so El much. El Pollo Loco. El Pollo Loco. Um, Dude, those places are pretty gross. <laughs> I mean, I've eaten there. Like I I've tried to eat. I had a I did the eight layer burrito at Taco Bell. This was months ago, months and months, probably almost a year ago, if not a year ago. Yeah. Um, or over. Um, but I was like desperate. I was like, ah, I'm fucking hungry. I wonder if they have like any vegetarian thing. So I drove up just on a whim to see if they had like a burrito. And of course they had the eight layer burrito, which is their veggie option. And dude, it was 
awful, man. Uh -huh. I was so grossed out by it. Dang. The tortilla is awful. It just tastes like you're eating cardboard. I mean, it's definitely the mass-produced uh, Tex-Mexy. You know when you eat the like one of the ends and it's like everything was bunched down, so it's just a bunch of the really hard you, tortilla? Right. You either get a mouthful of all the filling in one or Ugh. the mouthful of all the like mushed up, you know. Fake meat? Well, tortilla, you know, oh, yeah, without, yeah. without anything else. Like, ooh, okay. Man. Yeah, it was not something I would... Again, it's like I was, oh, I'm going to give it another shot. I don't ever eat here, but maybe they have veggie options in California. Sure. And of course they did, but it was just awful. I mean, you got to you gotta know what you're getting in, in for, I guess, with, uh, with the bar. You know, it's like... Just nowhere near a food truck. You know, like the quality of a food no, truck. You can sit there not. and go, man, that's shit. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, but it's a food truck. And it's technically like so much harder to like... Well, I guess maybe it's easier to deal with that because Taco truck? Bell's dealing with... Well, yeah, because Taco Bell's yeah. dealing with mass quantities of food that are shipped everywhere, and they have to have the same quality everywhere if they can. And you know? the people who are actually cooking the food at a Taco Bell, their hands are tied, bro. They cannot do it a different way. Cannot. Yeah. And, you know, you get people in a food truck, and they probably bought the meat fresh themselves and, you know, picked the cilantro. Um, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, they did it fresh and, and all that. With so their, that's, uh, that's with why your COVID-19 fingers? With their COVID-19 fingers. I mean, holy crap, man. And uh, Holy crap is right. Holy, you can't take a crap. You can't. I mean, we are being, we are being scared shitless by the fact that Target is up and down the aisle. No toilet paper. Whatsoever. Paper like towels media. everywhere. But who wants to I wonder if your... they did that for like the media because they know that like there's going to be somebody there coming in. There's going to be people tweeting about it. Yeah. Like I wonder if there's like because I'm such a conspiracy minded person where I sit there and go, I wonder no. if this was like a thing implemented by Walmart and Target, like the high up corporate companies where they're like, when you're out, just let it be out. People are going to put flood social media about it. And we want that hysteria to go I mean... nationwide. <sighs> and then places like CVS are just like, no, we're just. No, we're not well, doing that CVS, shit. Well, CVS is at least they're affiliated with being a pharmacy, so hopefully you would you would think they would be a little bit more help people minded. Yeah. yeah you know, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, you want I mean, goodness gracious. I thought about it this morning. I'm like, "Okay, so we're we're running low. We got like two or three rolls, you know, left between both bathrooms and and everything. So I might want to get a pack. You know, you're at that point where you don't want to get caught doing the the ankle run and no relief in yeah. sight. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, shit, I got COVID-19. Yeah, grabbing and, and leaves from so, the tree. Yeah, so I, I was I was just going to go look for some, and, and Target was out, out completely. And this lady, because there was this other guy who was walking, finding, you know, looking for the same thing, and this lady said... Was he just like... <laughs> he was, he, he was. was like he was holding a bunch of food and... and you're like, dude, you could get a cart. You don't have to carry everything like you're in a fucking running from the northern. Get a Jesus. cart. <laughs> yeah. So, and the lady was just like, yeah, go to a grocery store. They've got them everywhere. Like, okay. All right. So, I mean, this isn't really even a panic. Like, what the fuck? So, I want to know then. I'm curious, though. I want to know. It'd be interesting from a journalistic perspective for someone to go to that Target and be like, why aren't you guys stocked? There, All these other places are stocked. Why here? Why here? that these shelves were completely emptied and not everywhere else. What's going on here? 
and see if a manager knows if, oh, yeah, we just we were low or like what happened? Sure. Was was... it maybe where they get their supply? Yeah. And maybe these other companies don't get their supplies from the same warehouses. And those warehouses were basically, uh, you know, I guess within the last several days emptied out. And so they couldn't get their shipments. Maybe. uh, Do you realize that this has been going on? This has been in the news a month at this point. Yeah, you know, it's, I it's it's, but as oh goodness, I I don't know the statistics, but every time I see headlines of you know another fatal case of coronavirus, somebody dies and blah blah blah. One of the first lines is elderly patient with history of health issues and blah blah blah. So, but nobody it. It just there's there's a lot of irresponsibility going on, and I'm I'm being a passive witness to it up at work and and seeing target everybody just losing their losing their crap and it's it's lasting longer than ebola did yeah definitely lasting longer than avian flu i feel like yeah i think this is i don't know i'm i'm i have my theories on it i don't know what the hell it is really where it came from i do feel like it's man-made i don't feel like these things are accidents. I don't. I just don't believe in that anymore. I don't I don't have that mind where, you know, like the thing is, is we've talked about, um, you know, the fucking Georgia Guidestones, like things like that, where yeah. people are outwardly talking about the, what the population of the world needs to be. And then this virus comes along that has been multiple times predicted by s- elites, you know, like what was fucking what was Prince, the Rothschild uh, guy? Prince. Well, Prince Philip said it. If he ever, if he ever died, oh, and came yeah. back. He would want to come back as a a uh, debilitating disease and, and annihilate <laughs> a, a percentage of the population. That's what he what said. A fucking psychopath, dude. And then and then you've got uh, the Bill Gates uh, Foundation funding. You know, basically back in October of last year, a basically a, a, a drill that was kind of putting this scenario out there that you know this would be something that most likely started in china the outcome of the caps pandemic in event 201 was catastrophic 65 million people died in the first 18 months the outbreak was small at first and initially seemed controllable but then it started spreading in densely crowded and impoverished neighborhoods of megacities from that point on the spread of the disease was explosive Within six months, cases were occurring in nearly every country. The global economy was in a free fall. GDP down 11%. Stock markets around the world plummeted. Well, and I heard that I heard that there was a. I mean, I I may be getting this completely wrong, but there was some sort of of research lab in I'm going to say Boston that undertook finding doing starting the research in their own facility to discover uh, a cure for you know coronavirus uh or a vaccine excuse me not a cure a vaccine but they did it in three hours (laughs) apparently i mean again this is all hearsay from podcasts and stuff like that but i've heard it from multiple places they did it in something like three hours so if 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 people are panicking it's because somebody's not trying to actually spread a, a a uh, comfort and and truth and uh, an actual vaccine to this shit. I I just look at it like anything that we've experienced in the last 
20 years of our lives. It's like everything is fear-mongering. It's all about creating hysteria. It's I, I feel like it's all experimentations that kind of extend past, you know, when we learn about history, we go, oh man, the Nazis were doing all these tests on these people, blah, blah, blah. I think this is the same shit. I don't think, I don't think it's any different now than it was back then. I think just now they have the resources of all the media to create these campaigns, put out this information and see how people react. And see how it goes down. Because they stepped it up a fucking notch, dude. It used to, it was kind of, it was kind of like, you know, maybe in the last week, it's really skyrocketed. Like it's been in the news for over a month, but it wasn't really heavy, heavy until it hit the States. And then now it's just hysteria. (laughs) It's ridiculous. So yeah, very bizarre. But what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think we're doing an episode right now. That's what I think. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I, 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 I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm, I don't have all the. We could tag this on our on our next show. <laughs> all right, we're back in action. We are back in crack. So, so far, the Elf Tree uh, Podcast Network is experiencing some interesting glitches <laughs> with this new I mean, process. I mean, we are we are still doing something that has barely scratched our surface, you know, it's uh it's brand new. Um yeah. we we got a couple of growing pains and, you know, I but you know what, dude, I've heard of, of shows who have lost whole shows. Yeah. You know, no, we've we, never had we just ex- lost that. 5 minutes, 4 minutes. Yeah, we just had to we we're just having to break in and out. We're not in this uh whoopsie. You know, exact- yeah, eh, it's fine. Um, but no, we were. I was talking about uh, just a map of kind of the U.S. states that was that that have been affected so far. But it's essentially been. Um, yeah, let me hear a rundown. So, California. Pretty much, it's pretty much the West Coast, right? I mean, dude, we're talking like every state. Every it's state almost, has coronavirus. There are one, two, three, four, five states that I can see. Six, seven. That don't have it yet. But the thing is, is I don't believe that that's accurate because this is just what's been reported. And if you look at all these states, even the ones that aren't infected. Yeah. Like, for instance, um, like Arkansas and Georgia, they don't have any listed uh, cases. And I just don't know how that that's possible um, since they're like smack dab surrounded by all these other states that do. I don't know. But um yeah, it's essentially basically the U.S. is yeah, it's here. It's here. Okay, so and I've got I've got some stats pulled up for that says I mean this is last updated March eleventh at twenty two twenty five Greenwich Mean Time, so like fifteen minutes ago. Um, coronavirus cases in the United States confirmed active cases one thousand one hundred twenty and ten of which are serious. No, excuse me, active cases one thousand two hundred thirty, ten of which are active cases. That means twelve twenty are in mild condition. Okay, so, and so far they've had thirty-seven deaths and only released fifteen people having actually recovered. But I don't know how new all of these cases are. Again, it, it, people are saying it takes you know like a two-week kind of incubation period as far as how long it takes you to get over it once you start really submitting or uh, uh, emitting symptoms. Yeah, so. I mean the most the most interesting part about this is kind of what you were saying with your friend at work is like. It's kind of watching the way the media has been behaving and the way that that's been affecting people. Right. At the same time, it's like, you know, I I listened to this other show the other night and um, a guy called in on the show and was talking about how he went to, uh, he was at the doctor. And when he was just in the waiting room, 
sitting with a, a room full of people. Everyone was kind of talking about it, but they were all talking about how like how annoyed they were with the way the media was covering the story as if it was like they're just trying to inflict fear on people. And the guy was like, it was very bizarre because he didn't know anyone in the waiting room. And he was watching a bunch of people just talking about how they were very aware of the fear mongering that the media has been using to Relating kind of freak to people each out. Other. Yeah, like even down to like whole segments where it's like outbreak, you know, like they'll have full, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like pandemic. Put like, dude, exactly. They just put these things together and it's Quarantine. like, that is literally what are they doing? Why are they trying to freak people out this way? I, anyway. I, why? I, I don't know. I, you know, it kind of it reminds me, Jen and I were watching this, uh, this show called ugly delicious. It's on Netflix. Uh -huh. uh, it's a food show, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a fun little show, but there was a gentleman talking about pizza and he's saying the authentic, you know, Italian authority of pizza says that, you know, if you're going to make a margarita pizza, authentically, the original style, you have to get buffalo mozzarella from this one region in Italy and everything. And it's like, you know, it just makes you think whoever came up with the official rules for how you make an authentic this kind of pizza saying that you need buffalo mozzarella from this particular region has a vested interest in buffalo mozzarella from this particular region. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, yes, and it's not just there. It kind of trickles everywhere. I mean, I don't think people do anything without some sort of vested interest. And to think right. that somebody's going to try and sell me something because it benefits me more than it benefits them, I feel like that's naive. Well, I also just feel like it's really bizarre that, you know, like a week ago, two weeks ago, they weren't even talking about the story like this. It wasn't even being treated this way as far as, and obviously within two weeks, things have changed where, you know, the virus is here and it's it's basically across almost every state and i would i wouldn't oh, doubt if it shit the virus is here oh god um but like <laughs> <laughs> that freaked me out i was like oh shit <laughs> i also realized i probably freaked my dog out downstairs uh, <laughs> but um yeah i just kind of see it as is like a very bizarre unfolding of events where you know it's it's lasted longer than any other virus scare that we've had in our lifetimes i think and so you know, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, man, okay, well, it's man-made in my opinion. It's a bioweapon in my opinion. It's been, it, it may have just accidentally got out of control, like what the purpose is, all these things. I don't know. But to me, what it's seeming like is that it's being used almost to tank and fuck with the economy. And it's also being used to simultaneously inflict a different kind of form of martial law where because of this virus, this big, scary, invisible monster, they're able to literally lock down people um, against their will and quarantine people against their will. And, you know, you're well, relying on a doctor to tell you what is and what isn't based on tests that literally, I mean, this stuff has come out in the last how many weeks, Yeah, you know? So anyway, it's just like, to me, it's all this weird fear-driven it's just a story. It's just like, this is the next story that was on the list or something. That's just kind of how I feel about the world these days. It's so fucking, uh, it's fucked up, man. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand. Uh, do you remember H1N1? Yeah. Swine flu. Swine, well, no, swine flu. Oh, that was a swine flu. God. So swine flu. One of the I know. One of the I know. I know. I know. But H1N1 um, is a, is a, you know, was in 2009. And I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. And it's saying that it lasted from early 2009 to late 2010. So that, you know, that one lasted a lot longer, but I don't remember 
I definitely remember H1N1 and everybody freaking out over swine flu and everybody wearing these masks again and, and all that. But I, I, you know, I I don't remember how long the, the hype went on. Yeah, know, did it get to this like point this. where it was like, I don't remember the media being the way it is right now. I mean, I remember them. But actually... I don't remember the media being the way that it is right now in anything. I mean, it all has built up to this point where like media is God at this point, right? I mean, yeah. media, like I'm watching all these, I've been watching some documentaries on the, you know, JFK assassination and part of what they're talking about involves like they are impl implying direct conspiracy with media back in 1963, Yeah, you know, so media has probably, you know, the, what do you think happened I don't, with JFK? Well, like with, with the stuff you, let me, into. let me, let me say one, one, one more quick thing, okay. because as far as quarantine goes, I think the more dangerous part than having a doctor quarantine people or having the state quarantine people against their will is the media convincing everybody to self-quarantine. Right. That, that's the part. Because you don't do things by force, dude. You get people to do it of their own volition. That's how, well, you, I mean, that's how you control something. And even if it's meant for good, control this pandemic, fine. Convince everybody else, everybody to stay home. And how do you do that? You get the federal government to issue tax rebates to uh, you know to offset people taking time off work because they're self-quarantining themselves uh before you know uh, even if they don't have any paid time off and stuff like that like those are the things yeah. that are going on at the moment dude i saw this video of a guy <laughs> so fucked up he was dressed in like a gas mask and he had like the, like just a cheap like a trash bag kind of covering his body a little bit and didn't look professional at all. He had like these boots on, okay. gloves, and he's just like marching through this. This had to be in probably India or something. But was, but he, he was okay? Okay. So he's at some market, and he's like walking through really fast. And there's official? somebody official. Is him. he? Is he feel like he's official? It doesn't look official at all, but it's just some dude that's just kind of walking through, and all of a sudden he stops and he like turns and there's like this old man kind of just chilling, leaning on a wall, and he just turns at this old man, and then and then he goes, "You." And, and basically grabs the old man. And all of a sudden, the old man thinks he's being detained. Oh, shit. And starts freaking out, dude. He's like, oh, oh. he's like just freaking out, dude. Whoa. And you just, all of a sudden, you like, it was a prank. It was essentially just a prank. Oh, God. And, but, dude, you just see like how, to me, I was so fascinated by that video, as fucked up as it is, because I don't think that, the, I think that's so fucked up to do that shit but like it was fascinating to see just kind of the reaction someone would have and then kind of everyone else around was just kind of like so chill just still shopping and like but it's i don't know it's just weird to see this kind of panic going on and it's a global thing now where you know you were saying that the and i guess we talked about it in the opening segment was the toilet paper in in target and i don't know if we yeah. actually talked about that but we um, did but let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's roll that tape. Target is up and down the aisle. No toilet paper. We did. Ah, See? history. See? Yeah. Ah, history. <laughs> the history. <laughs> Shows of past. Yes, but no, it's, it's seeing that, you know, because I also was sitting there going, man, think about how you could literally be funding stories that inflict panic on, because, so my cousin Chris was telling me that there was this thing in Milwaukee where I guess the watering plant was really bad. There was like feces getting into the water somehow. And it was just a really, so there was like this whole thing where, where it in, in Milwaukee. 
So it became a thing where all of a sudden, like, there was panic just around Milwaukee and you couldn't get this certain, you know, stomach, whatever, what, I, I don't know what the medicine was, but it's a medicine that I guess kills any bacteria from feces or whatever. <laughs> but um, he was just saying how, like, all of a sudden there was like this panic and every, you couldn't buy it anywhere. These, these drugs were sold out everywhere all over Milwaukee. And I'm sitting there going, man, just think about how if you were a company and you had a bunch of money, like, like pharmaceutical industry, they could literally just craft stories and inflict them in certain regions. Even if it wasn't true, they could just literally say, Oh, someone did a test on the water and let the, let the, you know, the, the flurry of panic, the froth. Go. Yeah, well, how quickly was it that people were buying up all the toilet paper, for instance, you know, at that one location? <laughs> Which to me, like... now that we talked about that, I more and more think it's a distribution problem. It's not I do. Because, yeah. Well, um, I, I think it's I think it's a distribution unexpected hiccup. I don't I don't even think yeah. it probably constitutes a problem. If they were running out of toilet paper on a normal time, you know, on a, in normal times, then it, that would be a, an actual like problem. Like, problem, I wonder but... if that location has toilet paper now, you know, <coughs> or if it's I, just still I, sold out. Yeah, you know? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they were so out of toilet paper that, I mean, I guess they would have had to get an entire shipment. Yeah. But I don't well, know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it, <laughs> no, but it is interesting. Like, uh, like South by Southwest was canceled. That's. You know, that's got MTI canceled their trip to NAB, the show I go to in Vegas every year. They canceled our. our Dude, I mean, how many businesses are being affected by this hysteria, man? I just I saw this article as well from BuzzFeed that was uh, titled major travel influencers say their lives and jobs have been taken have taken a pretty significant hit due to the coronavirus. So now and and all I can think about was the coronavirus (laughs) hysteria. Well, now I can all I can think of is like. (laughs) So now travel influencers, what, just have to stay home and be normal people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like I, I saw an Instagram post months ago. Somebody had put on there, you know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, you're drinking a Republic of Pie mug. They're a small mm-hmm. coffee shop in, in uh, North Hollywood. A Pie shop. And they they have a, like a little sandwich board that they'll do chalk, you know, drawings and stuff to try and bring people in places like this. Um, one of them said, what will Instagram models do when Instagram goes under or something like that? It's, it's like, oh goodness gracious, all these people who are making all this money off of an internet platform, all it's, all it's going to take. We've experienced, well, we've watched this happen to people like getting demonetized and certain videos and individual, you know, one, 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 or, or their channels. Uh, but when YouTube just decides to close its doors and they're like, all right, we got enough money where we're going to the Bahamas. And they take off, you know, they just close it all down. Like what, what are people going to do? There's going to be a big, there's going to be more of a panic over that than there is about. Well, that's why it's important. I think by the end. Yeah. That's why I feel like it's important. I mean, to me, all the superficial Instagram models and people that are just doing that. I mean, hopefully they've got other plates spinning in their process because if they don't, then yeah, you can't put all of your eggs in one basket, especially a third party app that is owned by Facebook that essentially right. could fold it into anything else that they want to at any moment in time, and especially if they bought up like I, don't they own TikTok as well? Um, um, I would not be surprised. TikToks are all over Instagram, so yeah, I'm not really sure, but uh, you know, it's just only a matter of time till it's all implemented into one place. And I, I, you know, it's just like what monopolies are doing and the way that you know telecom companies are working. It's all the same thing. It's just you know, the social media world 
is essentially the same platform. They just they find that you know you you find that the industries kind of grow where most users are, and so TikTok and Instagram are those biggest platforms, and and Twitter and Facebook, obviously, but. Um, but again, you just established they all own each other. So, it, you know, TikTok is Facebook is Instagram. Well, I don't know if TikTok is. Owned well, OK, by... right. But fa- Instagram is Facebook. Let me let me see right now. Let's find out who owns it. Uh, it's developed by ByteDance. So ByteDance is uh, an Internet technology company headquartered in Beijing. But who owns it? It was founded now? by Zhang Yiming. Uh, so it's essentially. Uh, <laughs> did you like the way I read? That? I, I was. I was like, he's gonna dive into this rabbit hole. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta grab him. We gotta helicopter this. Well, uh, the thing. Okay, so at this point, it's currently owned by a Chinese corporation. Oh, okay. And you so know, it hasn't. It hasn't been bought out yet. Not yet, but okay. it, you know, but it will be. And that's the thing is, these companies are always they're always umbrellaed under another company. And so my my guess is it's going to be either Google or Facebook will purchase this company. Ooh, okay. I didn't think about Google. I you don't think Apple? You don't think Apple's going to try and start building uh, a platform like this? I mean, they're I trying to dive depends. into the television streaming world same as uh same as I mean, I could you know, see Disney. face like I could see Facebook buying it before because they yeah. own Instagram. I mean, technically I would see if if Instagram was still its own sovereign company, I would see Instagram buying TikTok. Um, or even like a Snapchat buying TikTok or something I would, like that. Yeah, Snapchat should be but, in the running at least. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 a Chinese company that's, you know, but that's another thing too. I always wonder. It's like because they're doing all this facial recognition stuff in yes. China. Yes. And and how how is it that we trust these companies to take this information? And I'm telling you, like, I, I just signed up for TikTok and I haven't used it yet. I I put up just some videos that I've already posted on Instagram, but I yeah. I'm trying to figure out a way to use it because I want to use it artistically if I can. But I'm also sitting there going, man, it's interesting that we put so much trust in a company that comes from another country like this and don't really know what their full intentions could be behind the company, behind what they're doing with the data, behind what they're going to do with the data. I know. know? But Um, now you have you have clued me in that there are and i think I, I heard this from another independent source as well there are a lot of for instance highways and tollways in the dallas fort worth area that are owned by chinese corporations right yeah mm-hmm. china holds a big chunk of u.s debt does it not i believe it does <clears throat> and with an app like tiktok china well but the thing is, is they may rights hold- to all of these people's likenesses bodies fucking way they move a lot, a lot of stuff. So if a company that has physical assets in our country owns a giant chunk of what our quote unquote worth is in our debt and can fucking deep fake using people's faces and everything they've put on TikTok because it's in yeah. the rights, it's in the the terms and conditions. Watch the South Park episode that talks about terms and conditions. It will, I mean, it just... It, you know, just even those possibilities is a little yeah. scary. It's it's a little scary. Well, it makes me think about, you know, because I was going to ask you this as well um, about like, you know, realizing that industries are being affected by this because of how many people rely on China, like for, you know, products and things like that and how it's affected shipments and everything and i i really don't even know all i can guess it's in the billions this coronavirus is affecting billions of of, in business um 
potentially trillions depending on how it all plays out. But I mean, I'm curious about what your thoughts are on, because for one thing that I kind of was thinking about with even President Trump is he's trying to, na he's more of a nationalistic of an, he has that nationalistic ideology of like bringing businesses back to your homeland. And that's like any country, um, basically not his just happens to be America. Well, it's like, for instance, China, they don't have all their com companies over here in the U.S. And then no. we're shipping all of their stuff back to them. It's it's the opposite. So we rely on China. And I'm seeing how, like, for instance, this situation that's happening right now, to me goes, man, this is a perfect reason why I all of a sudden go, man, yeah, I kind of, you know, I, I get the idea of, you know, working globally with, with people for shipments and products and things like that. But at the same time, I go, man, I think it's absolutely imperative for countries because of this situation to maintain some sort of sovereign industrial uh foundation to where they're not relying they can continue to function if borders are closed if for some reason something happens just like this is happening <laughs> a day where, job where all of a sudden people's whole businesses aren't being crunched into fucking nothingness like well because apparently tar targets uh toilet papers uh, distribution center is in China. No, I'm. I, I don't know that for a fact. I'm making a joke. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> I just mean like if we have if we have closed off you know trade and travel to China uh, in any sort of way, I can imagine it's 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 disrupting the flow of goods and services to us. I'm sure it's disrupting you know all sorts of trade. Well, all that over the not world. only that, like what's the price of shipping going to cost now because of all of a sudden this backup and all of a sudden you know the demand and and things have been oh if the pipe's been backed up there's this many people that have had these orders waiting and all of a sudden it becomes this thing where they can siphon the shipments and they can up the charge of shipping. Right. And then what's suddenly it's process? Trump's fault and uh, vote Biden. Right. I mean that's seriously. I feel like it's been a a situation where this has been crafted in a way where we don't know who these victims are. We don't know we don't know much about anything that's going on other than there's wonder, lots of panic. I wonder if uh, we could find out. Like I wonder if we could find out names. I mean, there are a couple of people that I have heard of. I I can't couldn't tell you names, but I mean, I've heard that there's like a 40-year-old doctor or a 45-year-old doctor in Hong Kong that died. But again, I didn't look up and I don't know what else he had. I mean, 44-year-old doctor's fine, but I know a 35-year-old man who, if he got coronavirus, he probably would not make it. He just has that many actual health things in, you know, in uh, working against him that he's lived with his whole life and he's well, fucking I mean, rocking it, but... Okay, but in a world of social media where people have access to technology, why aren't all of these quarantined Italians, you know, those YouTubers saying, I have the coronavirus, I'm in quarantine, so I'm just going to do my YouTube video from quarantine. I have it, this is what I feel, blah, blah, blah. I'm going through this, this is a... Why aren't those videos out there? I don't really understand that. And and again, that's not... I haven't taken the deep dive into looking for them. I've just kind of... I briefly looked and I couldn't find anything. So maybe there are things in the last few days that do exist, but that's the one thing I've been like, man, where are the people that have been affected by this? If thousands have been infected, where are all just the few that were maybe not even YouTubers, but have become YouTubers because now they can talk about their experience and actually they can, yeah, as much as people want to hate this idea, they can totally profit off of it because now they are someone who has an inside look at the very thing the world is freaking out about. Right. And, and having that insight, I think, is so imperative. And where is it? 
Where I, is it? I wonder if in the next month, if, if by the time we do the next show, this is still going on. It, maybe we maybe we should do a, a, a dive before before the next show and just see. Well, if we, we should can do find a dive and, and put some clips, even if I maybe find we a should. clip. Yeah, for we'll show notes on the show. the show. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. here, right here. And we're back. And we are back. We're back. Um, did, I, I'll be honest. I didn't even know that there was a, a primary happening yesterday, but apparently uh, quite a few primaries were happening yesterday. Do you seen any of the numbers? For the, yeah, the, the not as Super Tuesday. Um, the not as Super Tuesday. The uh, the uh, middle child Wednesday. The everywhere else Tuesday. Middle, yeah. The everywhere else Tuesday. Uh, no, I haven't. I really haven't been keeping up with any of it. No, what's going I on? I mean, just, I, you know, it seems as though Biden's kind of pulling away from Bernie Sanders at the moment. He's got 868 delegates to Bernie Sanders, 720. You know, yeah, they mean, need 1991 for the, like, to outright get the nomination. So there's still, there's still some time. But, yeah, I just, I, I'm so, it's so bizarre to me. I, I, I don't know how people, I don't know how people vote for this guy. I don't know how people are so fooled. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, I mean, for instance, have you seen any of those creepy Joe Biden videos? Yes, but I, I've, I, I can't really, I can't really make that argument very well to a lot of people. So I've been trying to think of other ways to express why I don't like Joe Biden. You just watch, but you just watch him in all these videos with other people's kids and he, the way he's touching them, the way he's whispering into these girls' ears, he doesn't fuck with the guy, with the boys. He's yeah. only talking to girls and the way he touches them, plays with their hair, and then he leans in and he's like, you know, I can uh, eat a peach for hours. Trying to kiss some of them. It's like, what the fuck, man? It's weird. Yeah. How, how is it? Dude, I watched one of those. Have you ever watched any of those Bombard body language no. I think that's what it's called, Bombards. If you go onto YouTube and you search Bombards Body Language, there's a chick that basically is a body language expert, and she kind of basically breaks down different people's body language in videos and interviews and stuff like that. She did the Prince Andrew BBC interview. She's done uh, Joe Biden's uh, behavior in some of these montage videos where he's doing this. And it's just really bizarre. More, more than what he's doing... It's what other people around him are doing that she breaks down, where you see their body language is very uncomfortable around him. And it's, sure. it's something that's not, you don't even, it doesn't matter what people believe in, whether he's a good guy, bad guy, whatever. It's the body language that someone's doing subconsciously around, the, around him, even with their kids, where like you'll see a father kind of step between his daughter to kind of separate them. And the yeah. mom do this. You see these little things that are kind of, inherent protecting things that a parent does around a person like Joe Biden. And it's just bizarre to me. And not only that, we've talked about how, you know, he said what he said at the uh, Council on Foreign Relations about, you know, the whole Ukraine or basically pressuring other countries, prid quo pro thing that we talked about and how we had the audio clip of him. Not getting a billion dollars. And that's just that that is the pedigree of the type of person he is. And you see the people that he was around. He was a part of the Obama administration. You see how, 
how many crimes are being covered up? This whole coup that was attempted against Trump, you see that this this whole thing unfolded, blew up in their faces, and now this, to my opinion, this coronavirus is being used to create more hatred towards Donald. Like everyone's blaming Donald Trump for this coronavirus, and I, and then I I'll read like articles where there it's like CNN put out an article where it's like, okay, so this person said that. Um, you know, Democrats are blaming Trump for the coronavirus. Oh, here's all the ways to break down how that's inaccurate. And and it's it's literally them going, essentially their argument is that physically, yes, everyone knows that the coronavirus did not start in the U.S. It started in Wuhan, or that's where it was first reported. And that somebody's but, comments... But to be fair, I guess we could, we could stand on principle and get as specific as possible. We are discussing COVID-19, not necessarily... Because apparently there are multiple human coronaviruses. Co- yes. Well, so COVID nineteen yes. is what it's, we're yeah. We're it's been more specified. Just for just for COVID. history, history's yeah. sake, Mister History. We're exactly. Uh, Peta, 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 Peta. Now listen to me. Sorry, listen to me. sorry. I am currently in the lab. I'm injecting a guinea pig with some COVID. <laughs> with some COVID. <laughs> and drinking a Coca Cola. Drinking a Coca Cola. Trying to see which of us is going to die first. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a Make America Great hat on with a Bernie shirt. <laughs> Joe Biden socks. Joe Biden socks. No, but I just sit there and think about like how, you know, if we're supposed to sit there and go, what? Because what? I, I just want to step back from a bird's eye view of everything and just go, man, I am. I'm so like mentally, I'm not even scared of this Corona. I don't even give a fly. Dude, I've already accepted like, well, if I get it, then that's that. And that's my ticket out of here. You know, like no. I literally just. I'm not scared of this stuff. Like this right. stuff doesn't I think scare me anymore. Statistically, you and I are okay. At least, I mean, that's why I am not concerned about this. I'm but even okay, if they were saying it, it's taking people in their 30s and between their 30s and 40s, this is, I, I would still just be like, I, I don't fucking care. I'm not going to sit here and like let the very institutions that for so many episodes you and I are sitting here trying to understand why does the media behave the way it does and when they're just again in my opinion they're abusing people and that abuse in turn starts inflicting people it it fucks with people's thoughts and the way they choose to believe and the way they see the world and then you sit there and go okay clearly Bernie Sanders for so long was the front runner Joe Biden was losing on every angle and all of a sudden out of nowhere He's just because since this coronavirus stuff, all of a sudden he's pulled into the lead based on what? Based on chicken you know, soup, comfort chi- food. I mean, Joe Biden is fucking Uncle Joe, right? This is there's they, they well, creepy Uncle Joe. I'm just I'm just very like curious how, you know, because ultimately to me, I don't think anybody that the, the Democrats pull together is going to beat Donald Trump again. I just don't because I, I really do think that they there's a serious disdain. I, you know, where people, I think, are, are more aware of what's been going on. That's that's my confusion with, like, what's happening with, with why people are even fucking voting for these people anymore. Or if there's just, you know how they were flubbing the numbers in the 2016 election saying that, you know, Hillary was in, ahead and going to win. And yeah. it was all of these fake polls that weren't even accurate. Could that same thing be happening right now so that people feel, oh, well, Joe Biden's ahead and that's just how it's going to be. And, and so people get demoralized and then they stop, you know, putting their power Going behind Bernie vote. because they're just going to resign going, yep, of course, you know, Joe Biden's going to take it again, just like Hillary took it from, from Bernie. Joe Biden took it from Bernie this time, you know. Right. It's, well, Bernie, and it's, and it's from, from the same is, cabal of people. That's the thing. It's the same inner circle of people. Again. I know. I know. I know. I, I just, 
I, I mean, I see, I see it just happening again. It's, you know, we're going to get four more years of Trump if everybody's not careful. I mean, Joe Biden's speech yesterday, he used the line, bands, something like bands together to defeat President Trump. I want to thank Bernie Sanders and his supporters for their tireless energy and their passion. We share a common goal and together we'll defeat Donald Trump. We'll defeat him together. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, the longer you keep pushing this message, the further away you're going to drive people. And I, and I don't, don't even mean drive people away from you. You're going to drive people who wouldn't vote anyways to be like, you know what? Fuck you. Dude, we're going to go like, out. To me, the reality that that's the summed up reality with all of this is every message that you hear when they're sitting there going so desperately that they're all saying, it doesn't matter who's up here. We all need to just fucking just beat this guy. Please. They're all sitting here knowing they have to beat this president. And I'm sitting there going, man. These are the same people that are literally, they've been completely coddled and they've been this love child of the media. It's the same group of people that are now banding together saying we have to take out this guy. And I'm sitting here going, this is literally, what are they fighting? Because as far as I know, Donald Trump, yeah, like him or hate him, seriously, whatever your opinions are. If you examined your own life, everyone can be horrible. Everyone can be good. This guy is an entertainer. He's a, a real estate mogul, came from a rich family, built himself up, worked with mobs in New York. He had all these rumors that were said to be, you know, the whole like, uh, what was the whole pissing thing with the hotel or whatever that ended up not being true? By the end, yeah. I mean, I feel like he, he the story was something around the lines of he paid a hooker to pee on him. So, okay. Or to so pee he, on a hooker. He... He didn't even think he was going to win the election. He wins the election, and all of a sudden, he sticks to the promises that he actually made in his campaign, and he's fucking doing it. He's actually doing it. And what he's not only doing is he's going after human trafficking. He's he's the only president that has gone after it the way he has, the bills that he signed. And in that process, what have we seen in the a fucking— lot of, A lot of Dude. tantrums from the media about kids in cages and coronavirus. Right, in the kids in cages, right? Not only that, but we've also seen— massive amounts of the internet get shut down because it was being used for human trafficking. Uh, Craigslist, they took all their per, uh, personal or I classifieds know. or whatever that, yeah, that thing was. Did. And then you've got uh, Weinstein, the Me Too movement which, happened. Which, for the record, also putting us in history, sorry, this morning Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to, I think it was 23 years in prison. Sorry, go ahead. Me Too movement. The Me Too movement has happened and then you've got um, the DNC that was uh, exposed. And what was also exposed within those documents were Pizzagate. And Pizzagate is a whole topic in its own. But that whole <laughs> process, it was basically people, just to sum it up, you know, going through the emails, finding all this hidden code language that is on an FBI code language list for what pedophiles do to communicate electronically with each other under wraps. It's just like what military uses whenever they, you know, if the president is is in a building, they say the eagle's here, or they have some other coded word that's that changes. Uh, yeah, Charlie, uh, the eagle's here. The eagle's here, the uh, the eagle bird uh, dinosaur. Who, uh, who are you talking clitor, about? The, the, the dinosaur clitoris. <laughs> um, but like... You know, I'm sitting here going, okay, so just from a bird's eye view, 
the very media that for years I've already I've stopped trusting because I don't believe in anything that they say. I just know that they are owned by these corporations, that they have vested interests politically, financially to um, and, and this goes back to even, uh, you know, what what scientists were doing to try to understand the human mind when they were using propaganda techniques. Like when you see movies like Clockwork Orange, where he's sitting there with his eyes held open yeah. while he's watching all this footage, those were based on actual MK Ultra practices and procedures sure. that were being uh used on children adults and and not only that it's always the thing that you see when you think of somebody being brainwashed is somehow exactly, they're in a yeah. they're by themselves in a room in a chair eyes open somehow and they're watching this television screen that's screaming at them and static and usually marching things and exploding things and children crying and power and this i mean you know that's brainwashing what is it showing you though ian submission all of these cases media footage it's usually always media footage well because where else i mean they're not going to go out and shoot their own footage for brainwashing Right. But it's just interesting to see how you've got, you know, the, these these practices, like the way the media behaves today is a direct result in what they learned based on these scientific experiments that they played on actual human beings to understand how they can propagandize and get someone to believe in something, get someone to go buy something. You know, down to the way toy commercials are created, they have to use these certain keywords that that insidiously you know burrows itself into the mind of a child so that that kid wants to buy that product they can't get it out of their head i mean i've told you i worked on a toy commercial where that these were very real things that you know were talked about and you know and it wasn't done in a way that they were trying to be insidious about it but that but they're using knowledge that, as, a, as a company going how do we get someone to buy this thing it goes back it's in the same thing with like um writing a song you know working in pop music it's like how do you write a song that could potentially be a hit on the radio so your brain is already going into crafting something that can potentially be a an earworm that does affect a mass amount of people versus a niche market weird song that not a lot of people are going to get Right. You kind of try to use a scientific reasoning or a scientific approach through, you know, what what you're creating. And back to the way the media, in my opinion, what they are is nothing but a direct result of a bunch of experiments. They became an industry based on what they can do to get people to to listen you know, to what well, the government they, wants to who's, say. Yeah, I was going to say, who's they? Because, I mean, it's... Uh, did the media, like... Do you think the media spawned this of themselves? Or do you think they were, like, this this cesspool of individual, like, media things in each town? I mean, newspapers, right? And then well, I mean, people I think started always... buying them up, and they're like, if I own them, I can tell every... I can tell this quadrant of people how to vote as opposed to just this neighborhood of people how to vote. You know, I mean, I think it all sprouted from it's just like a it's like a apple tree. I think it all sprouts like an apple tree. I think insidiously it all began as, you know, if you think about the cities of New York where, you know, that's the bustling business, you know, when this country began. And then there were papers that kind of started sprinkling. I don't believe anyone 
that ever started a newspaper from the very beginning was just your average Joe starting a newspaper. I, I think, you know, you don't on think a, even from the very, I mean, out of, out of no, your... because of the printing press and how expensive it was to acquire paper, print on paper. That's, that's a very sophisticated process to put a newspaper together is extremely difficult to do. You can't just do it. Yeah, you could say, yeah, well, what about every sure. high school newspaper? Sure. Well, today, yeah, every high school can have a newspaper team. But at the end of the day, I was on the newspaper. Uh, I was in the newspaper class, and all of our all of our articles were re- reviewed by our teacher. We couldn't just say, publish anything we you, wanted. The money would have come from either the school, school board, or like PTA fundraising of some yeah. some sort. So more than just one person bans There together, was oversight. And, and more than one person, exactly, has final say in what actually gets printed. So you're, I mean, yeah, you're right. Not even high school newspapers are, are like that. I just, yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I mean, I do believe you that. You see people having to break into, like Newsies. Have you seen Newsies? I have, but I don't remember. Long it. time ago. So Anyways, long. there's yeah. a scene in which, you know, when the when the actual movie, it's like act two after they come back into the show. It's not a show. It's a movie. But like then yeah. they get into the seriousness of what the, the resolution of this story is going to be. And our main characters break into some like underground small newspaper and do make their own like leaflets and flyers. It's a printing press and everything. So, you know, it's not like a full blown newspaper, but it's a. You know, the printing, small printing press, getting leaflets out there. That's what you had to do in order to, you know, enact your own personal opinion. You had to yeah. you had to do it like Martin Luther, for instance. He wrote up his fucking things. He was pissed off about the church and tacked it up on every Catholic church in, in sight, you know. Right, but starting- at the same time, wasn't, wasn't Martin, wasn't he like... I don't know. I got I got to look into it again, but I feel like he was in a secret society. He was like a part of a like the Knights Templar or something. Like I feel like maybe I remember reading about that and going, yeah, 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 because I used to have this certain angle about who he was. But then I sit there and go, man, according to history, you know, the Reformation, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, the Church Reformation, like Lutherans and and Church of England. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember, but anyway, like yeah, it's I do feel like you know your average press in your average, you know, community, you know, over time. Yeah. Maybe there are some rich families like in a small town in Texas that are like, Hey, well, you know, we don't have a newspaper, so I'll, I'll, I'll help fund it, you know, yeah. but then again, let's not forget those people do have political bias. You know, everyone's going to have a political bias. Now it comes down to individual types of organizations or how they're funded. If there is some sort of oversight that's saying, you know what, this has to be nonpartisan. And, and, Ultimately, man, I just don't believe that's a real thing. I think I think that was a fairy tale. Nonpartisanship. I just don't like believe it. We can it. No get matter along what... and work together. Well, nonpartisanship in a sense that oh, it's going to oh. be basically non-biased news. There's going to be non- stories. No, no political affiliation, no leanings, just the fact. Every major newspaper has always had. There's a filter. They don't put that. Sometimes a story comes out and you're sitting there going, how did that story release? Like, how did that get out? That's exposing all of this shit. But then you realize there's also so many multi-level wars going on amongst elite people and business people that are literally trying to take each other down by PR moves, making PR moves. Literally, anyone could fund a fake story that's published and all of a sudden it creates this frenzy and people are buying out all this shit from a shelf, you know, and that's just kind of that's the world we live in right it's now. It's shelf shit. It's shelf shit. No, but even like it, you know, for instance, like um, this was an interesting thing. As I don't know what you think about fluoride, 
but um i i actively avoid it in, in my mouth products and hopefully in the, the water i drink but probably not yeah so for, for from just the research i've done it it's not a good thing to drink it's not a good thing to eat it's not a good thing to put in your body because it's not of your body it's an outside foreign chemical uh that can from what i've read affects the pineal gland yeah. Um. And your prefrontal cortex, and it eats away at the tissue. Yeah. It, it calcifies your pineal gland. Yes. And, and stops it from secreting. What's the? What is it? Produces. Oh. Okay. Thanks, Wikipedia. The pineal gland produces melatonin, a serotonin-derived hormone which modulates sleep patterns in both circadian and seasonal cycles. So it's going to affect your sleep. Um. But a lot of people also say that it's related to. The it's third, your third eye, eye. Yeah. and and could potentially be the uh what's it the antenna the fucking receiving antenna mm-hmm. of how our quote-unquote infinite consciousness beams into my particular sack of bones right which which would affect your intuition which would affect your decision making feeling so like I, myself so i i sit there and go okay i I, I saw I came and again I, I'm the type of person that can read a shit ton of information and then I just assess my I make my own assessments internally about them you know and, and when it comes to medicines when it comes to like the average medicines and foods I don't trust these companies putting this stuff out and so um, I was talking to Chris uh, shout out Chris again uh, about Chris. when about fluoride and, and how it's in the water like how how cities put it in water and how there are countries who ban it from their water systems. And how we've been convinced and propagandized to believe, well, it's it's for the pipes. It keeps the pipes clean. And and I'm sitting there going, I don't want whatever keeps the pipes that clean in my body. That is disgusting. It's disgusting. And then not only that, they say it's good to keep your teeth from getting cavities. And I'm Correct. sitting there going, okay, cavities aren't a problem. It's the fucking food we're eating. So why are we putting these chemical band-aids on something that's not even being uh, adjusted at its root? So it's like you're sitting there going, when he, he was telling me when he was a kid, they would put this sponge in his mouth over his teeth that was literally a fluoride paste. I, and yeah, they told I that. him that they weren't supposed to spit it out. They had to swallow it. So they swallowed the paste. Isn't that I, weird? It is. I was always told to spit it, I, at least at my dentist. So, I mean, maybe he was like, oh, all right, I'm going to give you guys this, but I'm not going to make you swallow this because I think said it's that, wrong. He said that they would swallow it. They were Ew. told to swallow it. I mean, it, that's they put bubblegum flavor in that shit. I mean, but why, why would you swallow it? It's, it's fluoride. Know. We'll put some. We'll put some links up just to just to facts. And and I'm gonna say facts from like a Wikipedia standpoint. How how accurate are we? Are we is our stance on Wikipedia? Well, I think Wikipedia is basically controlled information as well. You know, I don't think if you are spitting true truth, it's gonna last very long on Wikipedia um, because they rely on major donors and i don't know who those major donors are but i have seen things especially on topics like pizzagate that have been um manipulated and things that were removed like information on specific people involved in the story Hmm. that were taken off of there when people were trying to put them down as a character of the game that did this let's put them in there people need to know who this person is and that person's profile was removed you know so it's like okay well who's controlling that okay I mean, so, it's it's at this point, I just wonder kind of how do you think the media would handle something like JFK now? Because this documentary I watched, um, it's called shit. I'm so sorry. It's called The American Media and the Second Assassination of President Kennedy. And it's by this guy, John Barber, who used to he he 
started the show called Real People. So he's he's quote credited with creating the world's first like reality show, Real People, yeah. in 1979. Wednesday on the season premiere of Real People, you'll visit an umpire school, meet a bikini engineer who wants to make people feel good, and Sarah Purcell tries out for the roller derby. He's made this documentary. Um, and he his connection was, you know, the media's implicitness. He talked about uh, Jim Garrison, who was the guy who Kevin Costner played oh, yeah. in the JFK movie. Yeah. Have you ever um, watched his his interview on the Johnny Carson show? The executive order, which forbids every person in this audience and every person listening to this program, which forbids him to look at this evidence until September in the year 2039, was issued by the president of the United States. Does that answer your question? He's suppressing it. For what possible reason? Why don't you ask him, John? Uh, I mean, I saw parts of it in this in this documentary for sure. You should, if you ever get a chance, watch that whole interview. See, it's that, fascinating. The, it exposed a, a bunch of stuff to me that even if even if the, the conspiracy theory is not exactly what happened, uh, the fact that uh, somebody like Jim Garrison's appearance on Johnny Carson caused Congress to change the law that gives free and fair not well not necessarily free but fair and equal time to an opposition of anything that gets broadcast on a network and that is a problem for me you know I, when i realized that that's right. literally the way that the law got changed uh, i thought damn that is a significant thing that he was saying then and yeah I, when in right, reality watch it when when you know and and i asked you earlier what you think happened with that and and it and i'll just tell you my opinion is Please. that it was a it was a cia a, event it was literally central intelligence. Um, it was a CIA operation. It was either FBI. It was some sort of secret intelligence agency, I believe, carried out the assassination based on what JFK was doing, the people he was associated with, uh, and things that he was going after. He was going after the military industrial complex. You know, the differences with like a Trump and a JFK is Trump is pumping money into it where JFK didn't want to do that. JFK is also the guy who challenged NASA, which in my opinion... I've got my opinions on NASA, and, and, and I do think it's a majority, it's all fake. Everything's CGI, and we're just being sold a story. That is my opinion. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it's all a front to steal money. And, uh, from and who? From the government money. or from us? Taxpayers. Well, okay, from, yeah. Dude, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. I right. believe that the entire IRS, I really do believe all of this tax system that was set up was a massive money laundering system set up to take money from capitalistic players in the game like we're all game players so what's the best but thing you can yes, do in that, in that, that's what i understand is the tax system to be your your what would be a problem is what's being done or not done with it that we're well being over told and over again we're finding that people are using the system like the thing is is we're going oh well people are abusing the system by going okay well if you send 800 billion dollars to all these different branches of the defense department well how's that money being spent especially when you go man as far as we know back in 2001 2.3 trillion dollars went unaccounted for by the pentagon yes and so you're and I going, heard where did that money stuff go? on that too i mean the the way the way that it was worded is more along the lines of we cannot account for two point whatever billion or trillion dollars worth trillion. of transactions our financial systems are decades old According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. We cannot share information from floor to floor in this building because it's stored on dozens of different technological systems that are inaccessible or incompatible. 
We maintain 20 to 25 percent more base infrastructure than we need to support our forces at an annual waste to taxpayers of some three to four billion dollars. And that could be things like petty cash. That could be reimbursements of things that didn't get reported. I mean, that could be a lot of things, to be fair. To no, be fair. but to be fair, I'm you're just, talking I'm about $2.3 trillion dollars of taxpayer money sure. not being, when, when every single taxpayer in the country is expected to file yeah. their taxes, give itemized lists and proof that you are owed a specific return every month or that right. you're going to owe nothing. And I, but I what you're pointing out go, is the incon- the uh, the incompetence of the government is such that man if it's if it's un- incompetent on that level then how is it that you you or I as a citizen of anyone in the world at all in general it doesn't yeah. matter where where you live in a, in a country yeah. it's if there if you're seeing this kind of unaccountability uh, unaccountability on what should be a paper trailed uh, process? There should be a paper trail there so it can all be account. I mean, I'm just saying, look, they're giving $800 billion to all these DOJ organizations. And within all of those different organizations, how easy it is for money to slip through the cracks to this person, to this person, then that person can take the money and pour money into this politician or that politician or put a PR ad on this thing or start a company doing this thing in technology or, or buying stocks in this uh, Silicon Valley company that's brand new surveillance data company, uh, data collection company. Right. Or, or literally buying yourself onto a, a board of a company that's making decisions that are stealing your data where they can use that against I'm telling you that's it's all connected nothing is separate and so I I just come from this angle going if if a Jim Garrison can go and sit on the Johnny Carson show where what he was doing was exposing a very big problem in the in what became yeah these guys had to make a law uh prohibiting people from no, it's dude. It's just mind blowing to see what he was. It, saying it wasn't on the prohibiting. Show. The law was not prohibiting. The law was allowing a privately owned corporate media network to say no. We don't have to let you on because that's what the law initially said. They have to let if they're going to let one side of an argument be said by experts. They have right. to give equal time to right, the which, which side. is where and the law now said. They don't have to do that anymore. So it didn't prohibit anything. It allowed a corporation the you the individual right to choose. Well, it's, they it's put just you on where you get your Disney channels. It's where you get your uh, your CNN versus Fox News. Your your uh, your Lifetime channel versus you know fucking MTV Two or whatever. That's all like debauchery and shit. Yeah. And then you're just seeing like you know. Lifetime tries to teach these val or Hallmark Channel. It's always like Christian based or whatever. You're saying you know, so that that if if life if that law was not in place, that Lifetime, if they wanted to play good wholesome family content, they would also have to allow potentially yeah fucking softcore porn. Uh, an, well, an no, equal not not of- so much that, but maybe maybe there is a story that's like if this movie is pushing Christianity, maybe there should be a movie that's that's um, pushing Buddhism. No, well, either pushing Buddhism or um, Wiccan. I mean, that's the thing, man. Ultimately, like, I'm not arguing that people should be able to speak. I think if you want to own a network, you should be able to put whatever the fuck you want on it. I don't think that's a problem. I think the problem is people not understanding, and maybe they do more than I'm giving credit, because obviously a a person who watches Fox News all the time religiously versus CNN or vice versa, 
they know what kind of content they're getting. They know what kind of sure. angle they're getting. So they've accepted Ooh. that's the angle I want. They, they know what are, kind of content they initially sought out and found elements that they enjoyed in a CNN or a Fox News or anything. Um, and then they're, they put their blind trust that that corporation that owns that parent company is gonna, going to you know, uh, live up to their trust. And that's – people stopped being discerning. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like that, you know, that to me is, is the problem is, is uh, we're reactionary. That's not exactly yeah. what I wanted to say, but I don't remember. Well, I mean, I feel like it's like, there's so many things happening in the world. And, and, and when you go, the grand scheme of things are right at this very current moment, we're doing this podcast, we are being scared into, you know, worrying that, you know, anyone could have the, this COVID-19, like you know, stay home, wash your hand. I mean, very fucking basic bullshit. It, no, they Everyone don't say should stay have home. Already known. Self-quarantine. Yeah, self-quarantine yourself. All these events are being canceled. Everyone's, you know, businesses yeah. are being affected. I mean, dude, I was supposed to be working today uh, for this company that had an event in West Hollywood, and I was supposed to go pick up a bunch of posters from a printer and, and put them up all over Silver Lake. Oh. And that job got canceled because of their event got canceled because of the COVID-19. And so I'm seeing, I'm seeing the impact from that because I'm not working today because of that. I didn't, I, I lost my tasker job. And so, yeah. um, so, you know, just on a very ba basic level, it is affecting people. And in the grand scheme, dude, it's like, it's such a small percentage of people affected by it. And yeah, one can make the argument, well, you know, if you, put out this warning like like they're doing this is what's uh ultimately um gonna save it from spreading faster when they're already saying well it's gonna be everywhere faster anyway and the argument is well if you slow it down then then there's time to get the you know get cures before it kills this many people and i understand that logic i'm just i'm just it, I, i'm me, one of those people the, go for it that just doesn't trust the media what the fuck soever so when i see that they're all in lockstep in the same behavior, I'm just, I'm very curious about it. I'm very curious to say, what is the bigger picture of this thing? Is this a hoax to a degree where it's really not that big of a deal? There's, because I also sit there in a reality where I go, man, there could have already been a cure for this. If they, if it's created in a lab, they've already known, they've known how to kill it already. You, you know what it is, Joe? This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. You know, that's, I fucking love that clip. I, I know, but that's exactly what you're describing. I mean, you you just said that you don't have a problem with somebody who wants to start a network being able to put whatever they want on the network. And you know what? I do, do not disagree with you. The problem I guess I do have is the active pursuit of silencing of, of individual networks and individual like competition. I mean, who the fuck is going to compete with a CNN at this point? But you got to go shut down everybody who has some sort of dissenting opinion about what you've got going on. Like that that's dangerous. It's yeah. it's dangerous for a, a profit-driven company to have that much influence over the the active society, not necessarily the world or even even way policy is done, the way people perceive and live the majority of their lives. Yeah. What do you think happened with the whole uh, Trump Russia thing? In what way? Like, what do you believe is is happened? Because there's people that that are like, because I'll talk to people that don't. No matter what, like they went through the FBI investigation, they went through the Mueller investigation, they tried impeachment, that didn't work. They've they um 
they tried the Ukraine thing that didn't work. Like all of these, the same party that's was exposed by the DNC leak has been the very party driving this narrative of Trump being this uh, Russian asset, you know, where as far as I can tell, we're, we're not even doing anything really with Russia right now. Like we're not even like, like there's no, I don't even understand why this narrative has been continuously pushed where even like all these media outlets we're talking about, this was their story. This it's, was it's my almost story. like WMDs. Everybody's just saying, we know it's there. We know he's a Russian asset. We know that Afghanistan has WMDs. I take the fact that he develops weapons of mass destruction very seriously. You know? Right. That's, and there, that's what it all sounds like. And, and, and stories being, you know, this goes back to journalistic 101 kind of shit where, you know, if you've got a source and they're a direct source, that's a story. If you're talking about hearsay, that's not shit. You as a re- as a journalist have to then go and get to the core source of that story. You can say, oh, this is hearsay by this person. Well, who else do you know? Okay, so I need to go. I'm going to have to do some investigative work and then go connect to other people that knew this person or knew what this story is about and collect a, a collection of things. And most stories these days... It's based on a source, based on a source, based on a source. No names given anymore. Exactly. There's no That's... names. And I don't understand how this is... I just cannot understand how this has become the standard. I mean, I do understand when, when I go into the conspiracy hat and say, well, this is because this is how propaganda from like 1984 worked. You get your Associated Press news and it doesn't fucking matter. You read it, you eat it, and you believe it. Otherwise, you're dead. You know, it's that kind of thing where... You know, they just me, don't say uh, otherwise you're dead anymore. Well, they don't have to. You're just brain dead, you know. And and what's easier being brain dead is is taking someone's pineal gland away, you know. So it it's all hey. connected, man. Hey man, it, it's you know who probably lost his pineal gland by the end of things was uh was Kennedy. So, you know, we'll just I mean, at least did. at least mine is still tucked safely inside my uh my head. Let's just say he was a left brain thinker from that time forward, <laughs> um, the the stuff that I kind of read uh, in after seeing that documentary, um, I I read a couple of like dissenting opinions, a couple of which has to do with like the the route change and all that kind of stuff. You and I kind of chatted a little bit about it, and um, you know I'll post stuff online, but oh, I'll post stuff on the show notes. But ultimately, what I feel is that people just need to be educated. People need to. And and not educated in like the very like heavy, overwhelming thought. Oh my god, no! I can't go back to school. I don't have time to do any of this. Like, actually, read facts. Don't read somebody's editorialized propaganda piece that looks. Yeah, but how do you know what is a fact? The same. How do you know what's accurate? You I, that's I, my that's part you know, of my problem. I, think, man, I, I don't even know anymore. Think if people start trying to seek out facts whether they're actually getting them initially or not i think people will ultimately wake up and and be able to start telling the difference between a cnn fact and an actual fact you know well, i sit there I, and go man uh, most of the facts these days it, everyone goes well if it came from this major institution that's a real you know and I, and i get we've been taught to believe these things but i've also come to the conclusions that you know these these institutions have very vested interests and yeah 
even though it's a prestigious industry, you know, say, say like there's a, a very medical, uh, important medical document that comes out of Harvard or whatever. Of course, that's prestigious. Of course, you're going to sit there and go, wow, that's, that's an important document that must be truthful. But I'm sitting there going, the problem is, is it? believing it and using it as an authority unquestioned. Well, you sit there and go, well, I know what, if, if you become a gatekeeper of information and you become one of those types of institutions that is looked at for their information and is one of those trusted networks where, well, you can say this, you can give this one, um, you could give this block of science research that your team came up with. And now all of these major institutions, institutional news media outlets can write articles based on your information. And that's going to become actual fact and truth in the public consciousness. And I not even can skeptical. you have you have trained people to be, you know, work the least amount they possibly can in in inclusive as inclusive of you write something under the Associated Press banner and send it out everywhere instead of 10,000 individual town newspapers having to write their own stories on coronavirus or the impeachment or something like that. They're running your one story and that's convenient for people. They can keep their business running without five writers on staff. They just yeah, have an one RSS person feed. that calls, yes, the RSS feed of, of the Associated Press. So, I mean, convenience leads its way towards very easily being able to control what media is out there for a, a bigger majority of people, the more corporations that, that own these, these media outlets and how many f or well, how few they become. So all my, my plea is with even our listeners is be uh, skeptical. Skeptical is not a bad word. Skeptical does not mean that you're anti anything. It just means you question, you try and, and, understand and and in the pursuit of actual truth you know you don't just blindly accept information until you have information on that information yeah and i feel like you know for full disclosure when i when i talk about a lot of these things i know that you know straight up i don't know what's happening i, I i'm with everyone else man i'm like I could either read all these articles from CNN and go, "That's that's what's happening. That's the truth," or I mean, I read I read everything. So when I when I even entertain the fact that I think that there is some bigger conspiracy going on, which I do think is happening, based on my um, extensive, uh, to my own detriment, um, insatiable desire to research and read shit from every angle of media, no matter where it comes from. I listen to conspiracy podcasts. I listen to podcasts that are actual political, real people who studied the politics in ways that I don't have the time or the, um, the interest to do on levels, but I like the information. I don't want to be the guy that's reading through every fucking bill that goes through Congress to, to present it to people. But I am 100% grateful that other people do that. Jen and Bryony, I want to listen to their... Exactly, Jen Briney. Sorry, and so, <laughs> I saw I saw you roll your eyes, bro. You rolling? No, your but eyes. I I I I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, I, I have my opinions on the show where I'm saying these things, and I know how crazy it sounds at times. Where I'll, I could say, well, it's all a conspiracy, man. It's all and ultimately, I am I am literally I don't care who's listening to the show, dude. I am in the same. I'm in their passenger seat going, I don't know because I know you don't fully know what's going on. No one knows what's going on. I'm just trying to understand from as many angles as I can and I'm trying not to be so, you know, um I don't want to be a 
cynical person about it, but I also want to be a very realistic person about what I know exists around me as a human being. So in my in the physical world we live in, there are these institutions that are um, designed to spread spread information in the ways that they have built over time. You know, let's not forget this country was built on the blood of people who lived here, and then what what sprouted from there? What what could possibly sprout from that? And we're lucky enough to live here in this country where we are technically quote unquote free, but in reality, you're a taxpayer. You're you've got a social security. You're free number. You, to choose from the pre-selected menu. You are a number on a piece of paper. That is the truth. And I sit there and go, that is when you really start dissecting social that, security you, numbers, everybody. Look well, look at your social security card. This is what Joe's talking about. But I but I sit there and I'm like, man, if that's what's going on, and like I said, that's what is. It's not what I think is. That's what is. So what what is going on beyond the things that we are all like in this frenzy, confused, trying to get to the bottom of it? What you know, all we can do is sit back and obviously just wait and see how it unfolds. But in the meantime, you and I are talking about this stuff because we don't want people to be freaking out at home. There's no reason to freak out at home. Yes, and, let's and- let's wipe away the freak out, and we'll still under we'll we'll still land at logical things to do. Wash your yes. hands. Absolutely makes sense. Use hand sanitizer if you know you've got extra extra special needs and stuff like that. Don't you know a lot of stuff that is should be common sense is being given to us as though it is suddenly the sacred Jedi texts that Luke Skywalker found. The sacred Jedi texts. It's all it's all logical stuff. So if we remove the panic, we're still gonna get to an opportunity to curb the the spread or the amount of deaths and all that kind of stuff. The panic is not necessary. We need to remove, it's like it's like you've got a daycare of kids and two kids start fighting and everybody starts like chittering and chattering and stuff like that just because these two kids are fighting and suddenly you're getting overwhelmed because you can't handle 30 kids when really all you need to do is remove the two kids who are the problem. And the other kids will just settle back down and do their own thing. Yeah. And and might actually, you know, uh, absorb the energy that was the the, the tension and, and everybody will be all kumbaya by the end because that's, nah, that's what daycare is supposed to be. Pull right? out the hose. You pull out the hose and start spraying everybody. Pull out the industrial fire hose from Kent State. Get some State. tear gas. Get Ooh, some they, tear no, gas. They used bullets at Kent State. Sorry. <laughs> is that too God. soon? Um, I, I mean, just be be smart about the way you intake your information. I think that's what we've said on this show for years now. And it's what you and I are, are very strong advocates for. So, yeah. And I feel like we, you know, ultimately I'm grateful that there are people that are going down those conspiracy roads, trying to get the information, even if they're wrong that, you know, cause I kind of come in, come at things as I want to see what the mainstream is saying. And I also want to understand what people who are countering that, um, and that's not just someone with an opinion. It's people who are interviewing researchers, scientists, people that are working in this field. You know, for instance, like one of Lily's, uh, my roommate's good friends, um, she's a researcher at UCLA who basically one of the tests that they did was trying to see what kind of bacteria would get through different masks. And like even like every kind of mask they were testing. And basically there's virtually no mask you can get. Um, on the open market that really 100% blocks out what would be COVID-19 getting into your system. Sure. So you've got all these people wearing, you know, yeah, you could curb probably some other germs and things like that. But yes, you're going to curb the spread of other things. Ultimately, these kinds of bacteria get past any of those filters. It's pretty mind blowing, man. It's it, it is. It's mind blowing because everybody seems to be so mind blown 
at at this thing i i do just one thing i want to work on this year is being more i want to try and be empathetic to you know people who are suffering because of injustices be it you know totally you know gender injustices or sexual injustices or racial injustices or people who are genuinely concerned about uh you know a pandemic and and wanting to but but let's all let's all band together you know properly please let's not panic because that's you know that is the the way people get stampeded mm. societies can fall apart i just you know we'll all be at each other's throats because of a panic at some point i i, I want to avoid that I think the empathy that I have within myself is like, I see, you know, having such a disdain for the media, the way it behaves, it's because I know it's affecting people on such an emotional level that I, I don't know how to necessarily personify what is going on, you know, for in, like, I, I don't know what's happening to every single individual, but as a collective, I mean, we're in a state of just pure Stand chaos shot. right now. I think absolute pure chaos. And I feel, I mean, I know that's relative as well because pure chaos would be just total like pandemonium, pandemonium, post-apocalyptic shit where people are running around in ghillie suits, you know, through the cities. A ghillie suit? Yeah. Like camo, camo suits, like hiding. Okay. You know, okay. Full out like, you know, jungle, jungle, urban jungle, like fucking buildings grown over with vines and that's pure chaos one and clearly it's now the wild west again but no i'm saying i think we're in a state of technological chaos where there's an information warfare happening no one ultimately knows who to trust anymore but people in general you know back to earlier when people get together and they start talking about these things everyone's kind of aware that there's something wrong and no one likes it if you step out of your political belief because clearly, like, whatever you believe politically, man, none of these people love you. None of these people are like your grandpa. They're not your fucking Not aunt. your grandpa. They are someone's no, grandpa these, and grandma. These are but politicians. Gonna be... Yes, exactly. These are people who have literally worked their careers, driven by their egos, to get into positions of power. And when you get to that high rung of power, dude, these guys are fucking serious players. And if, if you don't dig into that stuff, it's very, it's very hard to think about what someone's willing to do unless you put yourself in their shoes and that means you have to kind of understand what kinds of worlds they live in they're not if you're if they're making six figures and you're not you're in a different world than them if if they're if you're making six figures and they're in a millionaire you're in a completely different world than they are they have a completely different ideology about the decisions that they make and you know the circles that they run around in and that's just how everything goes you know i i, I sit there and go why does the average person not fear you know, being around the hood. It's because you don't live in the fucking hood. You know, you live in a, you live in a nicer neighborhood somewhere where you do, you're not afraid of people. You, you can walk around outside with your dog. You're not, you're not constantly preyed upon based on your environment. So think about those higher levels of money. You are, you are padding yourself away from societal levels of the ghetto, if you want to say it that way. And it's like on know, Titanic, they had, I mean, literal separation. You were not allowed up on a certain deck if you were a certain class of person and held a certain class of ticket. Exactly. And they were the so, people that were locked in the fucking hold when the ship was going down. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, man. I, I like, I, I really want to see how it plays out, but I do feel like 
if there's anything we can do on the show, it is that we're just trying to understand. And if there's anyone out there that knows certain things or you want to contribute to some of the topics we discuss, please send us any any messages through our website or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Um, but yeah, we we're just trying to be informed and understand what's happening. Trying to and, trying to chat with the people and and look out for each other. Exactly. I mean, we could yeah. totally have presented, oh, COVID-19, this is the facts. This is what it is. But ultimately, everyone's getting information from every angle. I'm literally seeing so many different people talk about different types of information yeah. that it's so crazy to watch it. It's like it's like disinformation has been spread everywhere, no we matter where, what angle, if it's fake news, if it's real news, technically, quote unquote, real news versus quote unquote, fake news. It's like across the gamut is misinformation so no one knows what's happening and that's the best fucking thing that these people could have at their on their side whoever whoever these guys are whoever is pushing this story or pushing this disease or whoever released it whoever's going to benefit from it i mean dude they're saying this is the worst uh, stock crash since 08 yeah or it's even worse now yeah. and i'm sitting there going People made billions of dollars during those times. During the Great Depression, we sit there and go, "Man, the average hum uh, the average American was hurt from the Great Depression." Yeah, but there were very few elite people that benefited from that. So, is this another one of their things? Those those people, those elite people, those people who have benefited, you're invited on the show. Yeah, yeah. Future episode of the show. Come on, hi there. Let's ex let's let's chat this out. Let's see if we can work out our differences and and uh, and. Yeah, we'd love to talk to you. If you, yeah. if you are, if you are a, I mean, and that's the thing is like, I've talked to people that are like, oh, I make a hundred grand, I'm an elite, and I'm like, no, you're not. You're not an, an elite, elite person. If you're, you're not even an elite person. If you're making ten million dollars, you are an elite in a certain bracket. But elite, I'm talking billionaire, motherfucker. If you are not sitting down at those, uh, you know, you're not going to the Bilderberg group meetings. You're not sitting. You're not on the Council of Foreign Relations. You're not in those heavy hitter decision making platforms you're not an elite you know that's just the bottom line you're not sitting at the table with bankers you're not an elite right you might be you an know? influencer you you might you might be comfortable that is for sure yeah you're only you, the only time you're sitting down with a, a banker is because you're you're trying to get a loan a loan for your right next exactly so um Who anything knows? to anything anything else anything to update us with or plug I'm trying to get some house shows going. So if you would like to host a house show, which means essentially I would come and hang out with you for an hour, play some songs uh, with like this people. One. Standing in the sun with my t-shirt off, sipping on something strong, letting all the people know that I'm in love. Break me off like a piece of chocolate on your tongue, so bittersweet. I want it all. Cause I wanna know Everything about you, babe Anything you want You know I got you, yeah Break me off Like a piece of chocolate on your tongue So bittersweet I want it all Been waiting for this Now it's all in front of me
you about that. I mean, yeah, but, uh, we, we said we wanted to work some more music into your show. Hell yeah. But yeah, I would love to, I'd love for you to hit me up. Um, you could check out my website, songbirdofficial.com forward slash house dash show. And um, now, is it shows or show? I believe it's just show. Okay. Because we posted on the blog, you, you gave me a correction that it, it had changed to shows. And while Joe's doing this, I'm just going to, you know, give everybody little teases and stuff. Again, we've we've updated some stuff. We debuted the new cover in the last episode, uh, some new artwork. Um, Joe is behind the scenes, kind of we're going to work on some website stuff right after we record the show today. And, uh, you know, we're just going to refresh some stuff, just get some life back into the elf tree, prune yes. the branches, um, and then hopefully be able to bring some heavy hitting stuff. Soon, soon. He, he Joe is Joe is incredibly churny when it comes to um, uh, building some excitement around some things. You know, we're we're I'll, I'll say we're looking into some copyright things for uh, for some projects that we've worked on. Some uh, some yes. COVID nineteen projects. Some uh, covert. Excuse me, covert nineteen. Yes. Hashtag. <laughs> Um, and you know, drawn up contracts and, and figuring it out. And we're very close to a, a script that we might, uh, put into some sort of production and, and, you know, have a little bit of self-funding going on. The wheels yeah. are in motion. The, the wheels on the bus, they're round and round. They go round and round. They go round so and round. If you go, if you go to, yeah, songbirdofficial.com forward slash house dash shows, um, that'll take you to my house show page and it'll kind of give you a rundown of what I'm actually would love to do. If, if you're somebody that likes to throw parties, we could put our powers together and have a really good evening. But um, otherwise, just go to songbirdofficial.com and hit the, t- uh, the live tab and there's a link for house shows. But awesome. yeah, so outside of the show coming up. Um, oh, and then I'm, I think I'm doing April, thir- uh, April 13th. It's a Monday night uh, at Hotel Cafe for a songwriter night called Monday Monday. So I'm going to play that as well. Monday, Monday, Monday. Oh, nice. This show okay. will definitely be out by April 13th. Yeah, it will be. It will be. Uh, what time is the Monday show? I believe that's at 7 p.m. Oh, okay. That's that's actually good. I can make it. Uh, yeah. I can make it to that. So that'd, that'd be fun. Great show, man. Thanks for chit-chatting yeah. with me. I mean, by the time we actually got rolling, how did, how did the remote uh, thing work out for us? In your opinion. Yeah, let us know what you think. We uh, we've never done this. We're probably oh, going to do I'm our best. Oh, I'm asking you, but I mean, of oh. course, the audience. Thought you're still talking. To everybody. Hey, man, we're no, no, no. We're we're laying it all out of, out there in the wind on Put high it on air. The table. We're gonna air our laundry. How do you think it went before we close up? I I feel like it's good. I feel like aside from a, a couple glitches we had earlier, um, it's it's fine. It actually works. I feel like I'm actually in the room with you. We're we're facetiming. We I see don't each other. Feel like there's a delay. I remember talking to my dad when he was out on tour. He was in like Jakarta and various places on the opposite side of the world. And as a a th- four or five year old kid, I remember talking to him, and there was like a good two second delay and i it blew my mind at first i'm like how do how do you talk to him when i like look at my mom yeah. i'm like how does that work it was weird uh, but yeah no i don't feel any sort of delay and i i think once we marry the the two raw audios together um nobody will be able to tell the diffy no one will tell the diffy um but yeah i, I mean Lots will unfold in the next, I mean, before the next show. Clearly, we don't know what's going to happen. We could all be just underneath lava. We Who could knows? be doing this uh, again remotely for the next episode uh, in in bubbles like Bubble Boy. Yeah, we Quarantine wanted to get this. hazmat suits. That, <laughs> that's the name of the episode, self-quarantine. Self-quarantine. <laughs> there it is, dude. <laughs> and with that, 
for this episode of High Dare, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And um, wash your goddamn hands, motherfuckers. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at HiDarePod. And get your ass online because uh, HiDare.com misses you. Did you stop your audio or are you keeping it going? Uh, I'll stop it. Three, two, one. Bye. Oh. Ian's still rolling. Welcome to Ian without Joe. I'm Ian. Oh! <laughs>